question we all, you know, none of us likes to be incarcerated or to, to be bound. All of us desire to be free. And, uh, and we see that all over the world. And uh, our friends uh, to the south and those that are still living up here uh, celebrate Thanksgiving. And uh, in the land, in the uh, home of the brave, in the land of the free. That's right. And uh, if you go to the hockey games here or maybe sometimes in school, you will hear with glowing hearts we see thee rise the true north. That's right. We all desire freedom. And our countries, because of that, are very much um, attracted. People are attracted to coming here. Thanks, Ken, for uh, taking care of that boom. I don't usually have a booming voice, but today is a good day. So there you go. Uh, protests in Hong Kong. There's a there's there's a lot of that happening right now because people desire to have freedom of choice uh, in their political choices, and so and even little people, you know, and uh, little people love to uh, to crawl and to walk and to, they want to try everything. And and as you get a little bit older and you're a teenager, you want to be able to get out there and again and and try new things with their friends. But but do little people and teens get everything that they want? Now, do they have every every freedom that they would desire? They don't. And, uh, you know, they want to crawl and walk everywhere, but not everywhere is safe. So parents, you know, will, will put up gates at the bottom or the top of the stairs to, to kind of hem them in just a little bit. Or maybe we'll, uh, you know, there's there's some things underneath the kitchen sink that we don't want them to get to. And so we put a little lock on that on that particular cupboard because they're not ready yet to be able to use those cleaning supplies. You know, and teenagers, they, of course, want to try all sorts of new things. And, and But, you know, there are, at least yeah, for a few years for us, not so much anymore, but our kids, you know, there's a certain time to go to bed. There was a curfew time to be in. Uh, thankfully, our kids were pretty easygoing, so it didn't, uh, we didn't have too many scraps about that. But, um, you know, and, and in terms of driving, you know, every kid, you know, as they get 15, 16 years, well, not every, most kids, they just can't wait to get behind the wheel and to have that freedom. But but there's a certain boundaries, there's certain tests they have to do, and there's a timeline that they have to wait, and they have to get their L, and then their N, and then finally they have full freedom in what that is. And I think it's an indication that even though uh, we're made for freedom and all of us desire freedom, there are times when actually boundaries help us to enjoy that freedom fully. And so this morning I just want to reflect that I think, you know, I think God often does the same thing. That there, there are times when, you know, when God gave the very first commands, it was when he first created human beings. And some of them were very good. They were just purposeful commands. Uh, go out, be, be fruitful and multiply and take care of the earth and, and that kind of stuff. So they're, they're purposeful commands. But then there's other commands that he has that are, uh, don't eat of this one tree. And it's a protective kind of command. It's, it's trying to keep them from, from going down a path that they might think they want to go down to, but they, they really don't. And so, God, and when does God give the majority of his commands? It's actually when the people of Israel are set free from Egypt. He says, okay, I know you guys have never been here before. And so I'm going to help you make some good decisions. I'm going to say, put some boundaries around your life and actually help you to live into the freedom that you've just been given by me. And... And I don't know if you, you necessarily think about freedom that way because oftentimes for us, I think freedom is like no boundaries. Like I can do what I want, when I want, how I want to do it. That's real freedom. 
And I want to read a poem to you this morning that was shared a number of years ago um, that really helped me to understand that actually freedom and having no limits are not exactly the same thing. And it's, uh, it's a poem called, I Am the Kite. I am the kite, red and orange fire in the sky, stunt kite, cutting loops and gashes in the blue. My skin vibrates on my frame with power, and so I cut the cord to fly yet higher still, to show the rest what freedom's all about. I turn and twist my fanciest curl and set my course for distance, but my mistake was not to take the wind for granted, but the cord that tensioned me to one I could not see below. The fire isn't me, so Lord, give me anchor, give me pause, let me know in freedom's limited flight the kite's first cause. When we have this picture of a kite, the only way that that kite works is if it's actually held on to, if it's restrained in a certain way. And as it's, it's pulled and, and tension, uh, it actually is able to fly. As it, it gets its guidance and direction from the flyer. And oftentimes, though, you know, for us, we want, no, I want to be free. And we want to cut that cord. And there is a moment of exhilaration. Man, this is the best. And then not so much the best. And it's going and going. And suddenly that very short moment where freedom was exuberant becomes, kite terms, the death of us. We fall. We fall from the, the, the joy and the grace that we, that we had. And so we need to be connected to something that will, will keep, keep that tension on and, and keep us being able to fly. And I think, so it, this helps me to understand that, you know, when God says, uh, he says to Joshua, so they're going into the promised land, he says, look, Joshua, I want you to, uh, I want you to meditate on this word day and night. I want you to, to be careful to, to watch everything in it. So at what? So that you can recite it in a Sunday school class? Or why does he ask us to do that? He says, I want you to meditate on these words. I want you to to keep them so that you may be prosperous and successful. So God gives us commands and and he gives us his word and he actually gives us himself by his Holy Spirit and he gives it in such a way not to, to restrain us but that we might actually be prosperous and successful. The writer James says this, but the man who looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues to do this, not forgetting what he has heard, but actually doing it, he will be blessed. Or as, as uh, Bill read this morning, Jesus said this, if you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. If we stay connected and directed by the flyer, you too will be able to fly even to dance. Carrie, I'd like to just show that uh, that first video that we pulled up and just, just have a look at this. These are all flown by one individual.
on for about five minutes so we don't have it's it's not warm enough to watch that for the whole five minutes today <laughs> but it's a beautiful picture of actually you know like oftentimes again we think of freedom as being fully restrained but when we actually put our that restraint is actually in the hands of a master skilled person it actually directs us and it enables us in many ways not only to fly but really to dance in the sky and I think it's amazing what God wants. I think believe that that's what God wants to do for each one of us. He wants to impart something to us. As Jesus says, hold on to my teaching. Stay connected to me. When you stay connected to me, you're going to dance. Now, I don't know for yourself when you were a teenager, but for me, dancing was in the 80s. And uh, <laughs> that wasn't a great time for dancing. There was a little bit of break dancing, but that was not my style. I actually didn't have any style, to be honest <laughs> It's kind of like, you know, you'll cross from somebody or in a giant circle of just kind of shuffling the feet. And if I was, you know, feeling particularly strong that day, I might actually look from the ground up to the person I was dancing with. But it was it was pretty lame. But, uh, you know, but uh, that dancing was was awful. But swing dancing, uh, some of you did this many years ago. We had a, a fundraiser for Young Life and it was it was a swing dance. And but what was cool is that somebody actually began to teach us some of the moves, and so get us up on our feet, and we would, uh, you know, we would. Uh, yeah, that's right. I think come on up, buddy. I don't. I I'm, I'm winging this actually because I can't remember. But it's this guy, you know, like we'd be back, and we would come on. That's right. And we'd do this, and then then we spin right around and coming back. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I remember a little bit about that, but. I got to lose. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I think sometimes, um, you know, we're afraid, you know, in terms of, of giving over control to somebody else. And, and what happens is we kind of just want to do the 80s dance, you know, just kind of, it's not risky, it's, it's pretty safe, looks kind of awkward, it's not that much fun. But, you know, but as we give ourselves to somebody, we're actually able to, to perform a dance together. And there's always a good, you know, and I, the, what I learned many years ago about swing dancing is that if you have a good lead, the other person, it's easy for the other person to follow. And, you know, and again, lots of times we don't want to give up what we think is our freedom because we're afraid that somebody's going to abuse the, what we give. They're going to take that freedom that we offer and they're going to actually abuse it. And I think what God wants to say is, you can trust me. Uh, the Bible says is actually just stay in step with the Spirit is, is the way that it's put. And just allow Jesus to, to take the lead 
but as you do that, man, you get fun. And the more you do it, then actually you can move outside of the set patterns and you can just free flow and dance together. And I think that's ultimately what God wants to do. But at the beginning, he just needs to just say, okay, here's, you know, right foot, left foot, you know, pull the arm, that kind of stuff. He'll lead us through the, the rules of the dance, as it were, so that we can get to that place of, of being free. And I think just one other way to look at it, if you were to say, I want to get from here to there, if you have a, a clear destination in mind, um, and just ask yourself the question, where do you want to go in this life? I think all of us would say, for instance, that uh, we desire joy in our lives. And Jesus says this, he says, I have come that you might have joy and that your joy might be full. A lot of us would say that we would desire to have love and affection. And the Bible tells us that God is love and, and that he rejoices over us with singing, that, um, this, this sense of affection over us. And, uh, but what, you know what's interesting is that in order to get from A to B, you have to be able to actually to see. Um, you need kind of a reference point. If you're not, if you don't have a reference point, uh, you won't actually get to the destination. If you can't see, you won't get there. And I don't know if this. Uh, we're going to show another video here, but um, God is into freedom, so that we have a choice. But if we uh, use our freedom blindly, uh, this is what happens. We end up actually going in circles. Let's watch this for a second. People have been curious about this for a while. So if you go back, and here's a beautiful example to the 1920s, a young scientist by the name of Asa Schaefer asked a friend, could you put on a blindfold? I'm going to take you to the edge of a field. And he said, what I'd like you to do is walk across this field in a straight line. Just stay as straight on course as you possibly can. So the man headed off, and here is Asa's map of what happened next. The man starts to walk. And his route, as you see here, begins to tilt ever so slightly to the right. We're going to speed this up just a bit. Notice that the blindfolded man now starts to turn dramatically, taking him back to the road where he started from, and then across the road, and then around again, and then back again, and around again. And increasingly, he's moving in smaller curls until finally he hits a tree and stops. All the while, he thought he was walking in a perfectly straight line. Strange? Well, there are many studies just like this. From 1928, here are three people who leave a barn on a very foggy day, and what they want to do is go to a point about a half mile away. Here's what happened, the map version. The barn is here. The destination is here. Now watch this. Off they go. They think they're walking straight, but instead what they actually do is they start to turn and turn and turn and end up, weirdly, back at the very place where they started, the barn. This experiment has been done in all kinds of situations. Here's another 1928 study. A man is blindfolded and then asked to jump into a lake and swim in a straight line to the other side. Now here is where he swam. There is apparently a profound inability in humans to stick to a straight line when blindfolded or when there is no fixed point, no sun, no moon, no mountaintop to guide them. In this last case, a blindfolded man is asked to get into a car and is told to drive 
in a straight line across a totally empty Kansas field. Now, the driver is not in any danger. All he has to do is hold course. But here is the map that shows what happened next. For 80 years, scientists have been trying to explain this tendency to turn when you think you're going straight. They thought maybe this is some form of handedness, like being a righty or a lefty, or maybe it's a right-left brain thing where one side of you is slightly dominant and then the dominance builds over time. Maybe it's just simple asymmetry. Some people are stronger on one side or have different sized arms or legs, but try as they might, and we're still trying these experiments, nobody has really figured out why we can't go straight. Hey, so that's good, uh, good. <laughs> is, is, uh, anything familiar there for you in terms of your own life? <laughs> My life? <laughs> you know, oftentimes uh, when, when we share Christ with others, and Christ says this, he says, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. Nobody gets to the destination, to the Father, except by me. Or Jesus says, uh, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Um, these claims of Jesus and who he is are actually to, they're not, you know, some people think, well, that's really narrow or that really restrains things. But God's restraint is never for the purpose of squeezing us into a small mold. It's to making our life small. It's actually to expand our lives and actually to get us to the destination. Whether it's joy, whether it's hope, whether it's the the love of the Father that we're seeking. That always God wants to take those things that would um, seem to hold us back, but it's for the purpose of directing us into life. The life that he always intended for us. And so I just want to encourage us this morning. You know, when Jesus says, if you hold to my teaching, you are my disciples, and then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. And, you know, he's saying this to people that really don't want to listen to this. They're kind of stuck in their ways, particularly in a religious way of living, that, that they're just, they're really upset. They're like, you know, well, we're Abraham's descendants. We've never been slaves to anyone. Of course, they've been. They're enslaved to Rome right now, and they've been enslaved to the Egyptians and the Assyrians. They've always they've been, you know, enslaved in so many different ways. But no, we're true to God, you know, because we're Abraham's kids. And I sometimes ask, I have to ask myself the question: Are there ways in my life that I kind of think, oh, I've got this? And at that point, you know, do I then become blind in such a way that even though I think I'm walking straight, I'm <laughs> you know, started to do. Of course, I'm walking in circles on purpose, but um, you know, but that I actually begin to wander away from from the truth that I thought I already had embraced. And so, I guess I just want to encourage us, you know, that we hold not only to Jesus's teaching, but to actually to Him, because what did uh, Bill read for us? If the Son sets you free, you'll be free indeed. So on the one hand, Jesus says, embrace my truth, hold on to it, don't let it go. But then he also says, remember, truth is actually a person. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, it's me. If you hold on to me, we'll be able to get to the destination together. If you let go, even though you think you're free, you're actually becoming, what, a slave. That's what Jesus says, you know. 
Whatever has mastery over you, that's your boss. And sometimes we think, well, I'm just going to be free and do whatever I want, but eventually it, it seems good, just like the kite, but then it falls. I was thinking of this, you know, and it, because I don't want us to kind of leave here this morning thinking it's all about rules. Because it could be pretty easy to kind of think that's what we're talking about. And on the one hand, we do want to listen to what Jesus says. Um, but we read this on on uh, Wednesday during our prayer time. It says, If anyone competes as an athlete, he does not receive the victor's crown unless he competes according to the rules. There, There is a sense that we have to kind of follow God's ways. And when we follow God's ways, things begin to change for us. But I want to read this this verse that Paul says just before that. He says, You then... My child, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. There are going to be times when we, like the kite, are going to cut the cord, think we're free, and then we're going to take a major dive. There are times when we think, no, I got this thing figured out, and we think we've got it all together, and we're actually blind, and we are going to walk in circles. And at that point... Where is our hope? Our hope is not in ourselves, but it is in the grace that is provided in Christ. It has to come back to that. That's the only chance that we have. And um, and I've I've got this other um, poem that I'd like to read to you because I think it expresses it very well. Now, these poems were written um, by a number of different people in Seattle. I heard a preacher uh, share these before when I was at a Young Life um, leadership training event. Um, and so uh, I guess the kite poem got used quite a bit and this guy was kind of getting a little bit tired of it and so he wrote I am a balloon so I am a balloon blue and green flying in the sky stunt balloon I laugh at the kite below cutting loops and gashes in the blue I grow weary of hearing his poem his power is not his own I have no cord to cut my power comes from within. Talk about convergence, I soar miles above Mount Shasta as the kite flutters helplessly to the trees below. I ascend into the stratosphere. I grow larger and more powerful as I rise, but, but whoa, what is this? I'm feeling tight. What was that sound? Oh my. I fear I'm just a wad of latex on the ground. Here, here comes that kite flyer. I hope he doesn't step on me. His hands are warm. He's stretching me on a cross. I am a kite. Isn't that a beautiful picture of grace? <laughs> we fall like a wad of latex on the ground. We're just broken and we're afraid that, you know, so many times we think, well, God just is going to see us there and he's just going to make sure we just, you know, just make the point. You screwed up. But God comes with his a warm embrace. In many ways warm because of the blood that flows out of his hands. And he picks us up, stretches us again, and enables us to fly, to dance. And as a kite then to be tied to the one who can actually give us flight. So let us always remember that even when God seems to be restraining us, it is for the purpose of us actually being able to, to rise, to fly once again. Amen? Amen. Amen. Amen.
Can I pray for us? Why don't you, if you would stand with me and just um, encourage you. You know, the, the scriptures tell us to boldly come before the throne of grace. And that's what I hope we can do this morning. Father, there's so many times where either I feel my way is better or I just uh, I want to push against what it is that you're doing in my life, the, the restraint that I feel, whether it's through others, whether it's through your word, uh, even the promptings of your spirit that would say, David, stop it. I thank you that that word is a good word. It's a purposeful word. It's one that would say, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, to, to see you come to fullness of life. Those commands that I give you, I ask you to meditate on them and to actually act on them because then you will be prosperous and successful. If you hold to my teachings, David, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Father, I just... I pray this morning that by your Holy Spirit, in those places where we have said no to you, uh, that you would enable us to say yes. In those places where we've uh, cut the cord and, and then ultimately fall onto the ground, Father, I just uh, pray by your Spirit this morning that you would uh, lift us up. Where we've wandered in circles and come to a dead end hitting a tree, <laughs> Father, that we would actually... Um, Take, you would just remove the blindfold that is in our lives, those areas of our lives where we cannot yet see what it is that you actually want to do in our lives. Father, would you remove them? I thank you that by your Holy Spirit, you, you declare that you have come to set the captives free, that the blind would receive sight, that the lame would not only be able to walk, but walk in the ways of Jesus. So I thank you for this reminder this morning. Father, may we embrace you and everything that you have told us that we might see life. For we ask it in Jesus' name.